This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening and welcome to News Talk 1010. My name is Vinnie White. Hello. How are you? You're looking good, if I may say so myself, although I can't see you, but I envisage you to be gorgeous in every possible way. You're listening to The Vinnie White Show. It's an hour-long lobster bisque where the lobster is news and the bisque is bull... Yeah. And uh, it's going to be uh, a hot pot of uh, fantastic news, opinion and occasional comedy giggles. Yeah, lots of giggles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome Toronto, it's nice to have you, I uh, have been living in Toronto, I am temporarily not living in Toronto, this week the show is live from feels weird saying it, Korea, yes indeed, South Korea, very difficult to get a broadcast out of North Korea, so I'm here in South Korea as part of my Asia tour. I'm a DJ without decks and or any fans. Just decided I'd go on tour um, with just me and uh, talk to local people. I think most people would call it travelling or vacation, but I like to think of it very much as a tour. Not sure what I'm showcasing, but I'll probably work it out one day. Anyway, you're listening to News Talk 1010. My name is Vinnie White. This is an hour-long show. We'll talk about news and stuff. Uh, First of all, I want to talk about Korea. I've got a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. Uh, about South Korea. If you're South Korean, please tune out. Uh, You probably have tuned out already because you're too busy working. Uh, We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, We'll speak to Amanda Capito, our regular phone call friend, and uh, we'll look at some of the news and shenanigans that are going on around the world. But first of all, let's talk about South Korea, where I am. So, South Korea. You know, like South Korea, like, um, what's it about? Well, I've been working it out. I stopped in to see some pals here. They teach English to little Korean kids, who are, by the way, the second cutest kids in the world after Nicaraguan kids, which are officially the cutest. Although I've never seen Guatemalan kids. And now I'm discussing the cuteness of kids on the radio. It does feel a bit weird. Um, So, yeah, South Korea is where they are. They're teaching these little kiddiewinks. So I decided to come out and visit them. Now, if you're an absolute Vinnie White fan... um, i.e. my mother, you'll know that years ago um, I went to Africa and on that Africa trip I met an Irish guy. Uh, like This is like 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of, 1% of all listeners now. Um, and that Irish guy is who I'm visiting here. So an old mate that I met when I was travelling, uh, who I've come to see here in Korea. He's teaching English to little kiddie winks. So what is all this about? Well, I want to talk to you about Korea because um, I... I'm here, and B, it's totally fascinating. It's a really weird place. It's kind of similar to Japan in its work ethic. It seems even more hardcore at times because there's not that many people around in the street for lunch. Um, so it's it's just work, 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 Fantastic. Let's say that you work for a, in a, I don't know, a Samsung factory, right? Your name is Mr. Chi, and you work in a Samsung factory. Here's your day. Uh, you get up at six, you eat kimchi, uh, which is disgusting pickled cabbage that only uh, mad people can enjoy. Uh, you eat that with bad coffee and you go to work for about seven o'clock and then you work all morning. Uh, come lunch, you attempt to leave and get bulgogi or degalbi or other things that I can't pronounce very well. And you say something like, um, hey, John, do you want to get bulgogi or degalbi over email? 
And uh, by the time you've written that, well, you've missed your lunch break. So you carry on working while your stomach sounds like a submerged speaker playing Barry White. And you pacify your hunger with kimchi, pickled cabbage that makes you feel foul inside. You work like a dog through the afternoon. You take a break about five o'clock. Five o'clock is a good time for a break. Uh, You do that to use the toilet. You feel guilty for spending too much time on the toilet, rinsing your anus with the electronic toilet. Toilets in South Korea, much like Japan, have more settings than, I don't know, a smart TV. Mr. Chi is probably designing a smart TV. It must be annoying when he goes to the toilet and realises that he actually has more settings on his toilet than the TV that he's currently designing. By five o'clock, you feel as productive as a combine harvester ploughing a desert, but you have some kimchi to keep yourself going and pretend to work for the last three hours of the day. Now, I say that because you really just do pretend. You don't actually work that hard in South Korea. You just work long. So you're really just waiting for your boss to leave. By that point, you're physically incapable of anything, but you don't want your boss to think you're weak, so... You do what you've always been taught. You carry on working, or at least appearing to work. You leave about nine o'clock in the evening. Let's not forget you started at something around seven. So you've worked seven till nine. You go home and look at your children's faces on the fridge, of course, because you couldn't possibly wake them up. They've already had an 11-hour school day themselves. You open that fridge, you eat kimchi again and rice, while your wife berates you for not working as hard as you possibly could have done. You drink some rice wine and a couple of beers to take the pain away of your painful existence that involves nothing but work. And you sit down with your wife to plan your summer vacation, Uh, perhaps a long weekend at her grandmother's place. Uh, You retire at about one o'clock in the morning, ready for your normal five-hour sleep. You dream of work, you wake up, And you repeat it all again. Yes, South Korea basically works. That's what they do. They don't really have any minerals, right? So they don't have an easy way out. So they decided some time ago, well, let's just work as hard as we possibly can. And that's what they've been doing. So here in South Korea, uh, as much as it's got quite beautiful rolling hills and apparently somewhere some nice beaches, most of it is not that at all. It's just a big working hotbed of people working in tower blocks. That's all it is, as far as I can see. All that seems to be built at a rate, by the way, that Toronto will be impressed by, dirty, great condo blocks. Tower after tower of identical, boring, grey boxes, really. For hours outside of their capital, it's just a non-stop urban forest. Tower blocks jutting up ambitiously in an endless quest to get higher up. Which is exactly what the people of those tower blocks want to do as well. Get higher and higher up within their company. Higher and higher up, more and more respect. They work way too hard. If you wanted to create your own mini South Korea in your backyard, you could do that quite easily. Let me explain it. First, you make sure that you only have one neighbour over a very high fence. Ideally a fat and angry man with hair that looks like it might run away. Now then. Of course your neighbour will at times want to kill you, and you want to kill them, and at times people from their yard will defect into yours the long way around. You know what I mean. To replicate Korea in your backyard physically, you need to get about one million boxes of toothpaste, all slightly different in size, and stand them up, and then throw a variety of three paint colours over them. Uh, You can have dirty white, boring stone, or rain cloud grey. Get a cabbage plantation uh, so you can make some kimchi and add some Kleenex boxes, grey in certain locations, um, 
they signify the factories. The toothpaste boxes signify the apartments. And there you have it. Uh, replace grass with concrete where possible. Uh, basically, and what I'm saying is that Mississauga looks like the Vatican compared to South Korea. It is constant urban sprawl. It's so depressingly bleak that walking amongst it give you the same feelings of when you check a news app and you hear about a shooting and you go, uh, oh yeah. They should fly town planners in to South Korea from all around the world to make them understand the importance of art and community. It's like a failed experiment in social engineering. There's no busking, there's no graffiti, there's no weird shops and no bars. There's occasionally the old karaoke bar, but there's barely anyone in them because they're too busy working. You could busk, you could be a busker in South Korea, but your family would think that you're a failure and you would feel incredibly guilty for working at something so menial as to be a busker and putting shame on your family when you could be, for example, a software engineer at LG like your father wanted you to be. So you wouldn't have busking anywhere, really, and that's what's happening. It's void of a lot of art here, as far as I can see. There's no buskers. Uh, music is what is to be studied, and you can impress your mother with grade A piano, but you shouldn't ever use it for anything other than to impress your mother with grade A piano. Creativity really isn't valued. So even if you could sing to that hot girl, she might not actually be that impressed. That said, there is K-pop, as manufactured as the televisions that are produced here in Korea. K-pop is what new kids on the block always were. Catchy, proper cheese. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. But it's worth pointing out that while new kids on the block were selling out stadiums, Nirvana were selling out grunge clubs in Seattle... And the Wu-Tang Clan were probably on the streets of New York City. There was choice. So sanitisation always happens. Cheesy bands always happen. But here in Korea, it's just that. Just cheese. And that feels bad. There's not much choice in South Korea. It's as if it was still communist. Like, as if the communist government never collapsed. Endless work for the good of the people, very little choice in music and arts, and the oppressive thought policing. But today it's from family and society in general. All the benefits of a dictatorial regime without the expense of secret police and the irritation of America hating you. The kind of communist without actually being communist. Now, South Korea, that said, has achieved utterly outstanding things in the last 50 years. For a country with no particularly rich resources and a neighbour as lovable as malaria, this place has come a long way, quickly. From a rural farming backwater to a global manufacturing powerhouse. So, the good news is that normal people have more money than ever before. But, are they happy? And from walking around here, I would say the answer is no. When I first arrived, like loads of people looked at me because I'm obviously some weird white bloke that doesn't fit in. And I was thinking, well, I'm pretty sure I'll go to downtown Seoul and see loads of white guys because they'll be full of tourists. No, tourists don't come here because, and I mean this in the greatest of respect, South Korea, there's not that much to see. It's just work. And... All that work means that people are stressed, proper stressed, but there's no acceptance of mental conditions or illnesses. 
It's an uninspiring landscape of grey buildings and they don't really have any toleration for anyone that falls behind. So it's a really brutal place to live. But then hopefully, hopefully, you don't really know how the rest of the world is living. I mean, you could, but I think it would be terrible to find out. It would be really unfortunate to know, for example, that France works less than half of the hours that you do, South Korea. It eats well, it drinks wine, and it loves all kinds of music. It spends summer at the beach and Christmas with a family. And still it has time to make cars and TV. I mean, there's working long hours and there's working smart hours. In a relentless rush to rise up and be the best, to make money, to buy your own grey box, to impress your parents and raise your own little versions of you. There is simply no room for failure in South Korea. And that has terrible consequences. In short, it's not working. Suicide rates are through the roof. And stress, although it's not seen as stress, is exactly the reason for it. That, and of course, status anxiety. The same in Grace is the Korean barbecue. Yes, the venue that makes food at your table where the staff look after you well and these ubiquitous social hubs are where you can escape the bleak carpet of doom and gloom that is the endless cities. I love Korean food, apart from kimchi, which is food that's created by Beelzebub. But the actual barbecues are amazing. And I've, uh, I've had some amazing nights out table barbecuing, sip, sipping beers and laughing my boobs off at the friends I've got here. So the incredibly hospitable locals are always happy to help you in the street and always happy to serve you food. They are good people, but the system is wrong. All kinds of wrong. And you feel it all over the country. Stress, ugly buildings, too much work and not enough laughter and music. In other words, it's a bit depressing. I wouldn't want to come here. Hope I've sold it. South Korea. Oh, and by the way, the police corrupt and robbed me, um, which I'll do a whole show on another day, but I can't do it because I think I might have to be speaking to the chief of police this week by phone about what happened. But um, just so we're very clear, the police in South Korea are corrupt. They will shake you down and they'll take your money. And this is going to be a story for another show. So anyway, I think I've been very positive about South Korea and uh, I think you should all immediately come here right now via everywhere else. Hopefully you'll be dead by the time you get here and you won't have to go through the pain and misery. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Joining me live from across the world, it is the beautiful, the charming, the exquisite, and the tantalizingly wonderful. Oh no, she's not here. But Amanda's here. Hi. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hello, You're just pretty much calling me fat. Oh my god. <laughs> the opposite of all those nice things. <laughs> Amanda Capito joins me on the line every week from her weight watching program. Sorry, from her house oh. in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> If you build it, they will come. You set it up, and now I'm going to do it. Oh, you're, oh God, now I feel bad. Oh, no, here we go. You're wonderful. You just want, you just want me to cry. Oh, bless. Um, How are you? I feel like I haven't spoken to you in ages. Last week, I was supposed to speak to you. We were supposed to do our normal thing, but I had... 
I think the medical term for it is the poos. <laughs> um, how are you feeling now? Yes, I missed you last week. Yeah, I'm all right now. Yeah, have you ever had it when you get it and and um, your stomach takes on that of some form of alien that has its You're own not even conversations? Answering. We're not having a conversation about it. <laughs> Stopping you, you now. You notice that men like talking about that area and women don't. I just also feel like on the radio, we shouldn't talk about it, man or woman. Really? Too much to ask? Yeah, I suppose it's not appropriate. But can we just check one more time? Have you ever had it where your body takes over and starts having conversations with you? <laughs> it sounds having... like a sort wait, of wait, murmuring wait. wail in your belly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. It's just a co- that's just indigestion, my friend. Oh, no, no, this was a lot more than indigestion. Anyway, you're right. We shouldn't talk about it. Let's just say that I wasn't very well last week, but I'm fighting fit now, and I've eaten as much kimchi as a man can. Right, because you're in South Korea. Yeah. I was think I nearly went to um, the border with the north, because you can go up to it. There's a demilitarized zone, and technically, yes. apparently, you can stand in North Korea. Yes, my friend did this. Did she say it was any good? Because I'm still thinking about doing it. Yeah, I think you should. She said it was interesting, and, like, locals can't even do it. So it's only for tourists. I see. It's not very touristy, though, is it, to stand in a heavily fortified military zone? I mean, I I think I'd rather see paintings on a cathedral roof. I'm just so fascinated by North Korea, so I would definitely do it. But... If you feel like that's boring to you, then that's each their own. It's not that it's boring, and I suppose it would... Yeah, you're right. It is interesting. It's def, it's all, North Korea has always been, to me, the most fascinating country in the world. But the, I'm just sort of... You know how, like, when you're walking next to a cliff and you're worried that you're going to throw yourself off, even though you know you're not going to? I'm worried same that sort you're going to join North Korea. You're worried that you're going to just I'm worried that I'd be in there for just the few square metres that it is, and then I'll just randomly go, Kim Jong-un, and he's got a stupid fat haircut. <laughs> he looks like a mushroom. Do you know what I mean? I just It will come out. You and don't I'll trust put yourself. My, okay. Like that right. bloke that decided it would be a good idea to steal a poster and never came back. I feel like I right. might end up like him. Okay. Uh, I, I've now repositioned myself and I think you should not do it (laughs) if I'm not on air next week you know it didn't go that well and if I'm not on air next week I'll never be on air again (laughs) and this will be the last time we heard from Benny White that's it I had a friend of mine that went to North Korea she got all the passes and went in there and she said whilst it is undoubtedly interesting she had two massive problems with it the first one was that she said she felt very immoral paying into the regime because that's what you do. Obviously, you have to pay quite a lot of money to get the visa to get in there. And she sort of couldn't quite get her head around the fact that she was supporting what was clearly repression of of millions of people. And the other one is she said that although it is interesting, you do spend most of your time just looking up at massive bronze statues. Right. You know what I mean? Well... Yeah, but it's just, it's for, it's the experience. Like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm, is there a tour guide? You can ask questions. I would, I would ask is there questions. a tour guide? That's the, exactly the problem. There's only a tour guide. You can't get off the tour. And the tour is very warped. In the well, I wouldn't favorite. want to get off the tour. I wouldn't even feel safe doing that, to be honest. Yeah. But then in that case, you know, 
What's the point going? You can't speak to any of the local people. You can't do any of the local things. You can't go to any of the local restaurants, if there are any. So is it really true? You might as well be in Disney World. No, but you can ask the tour guide all of the things you want to know. All right. For the next couple of minutes, I'll take on the persona of the tour guide can and you be, Amanda, <laughs> you be Amanda Capido. Right, we're looking at a massive golden statue. <laughs> Hello, Mrs Capido. Um, aren't you having a great time here in North Korea? Have you got any questions? I would just want—I would really be curious about their access to clean water because I've heard that their water situation is actually really bad. So I would just—oh, okay, yeah. No, I can answer that. Yeah. Okay, I can answer that. I've just—I've um, just found out um, because the supreme leader is the best leader in the world. He gives us access to the best clean water in the world, and no one, particularly the West, who are evil, can get anywhere close to the fantastic quality of water that we've got. Any other questions? <laughs> But see, this would be very interesting to, for me to hear, even these, like, fake answers. I would still yeah. find it very interesting just to see, see what, what like, stories they're, they're spewing. They're going to end up catching themselves in a lie because yes. you can't lie to someone over and over again and, and, and not get busted, particularly when there's such massive lies. Yes. All right, well, I'll tell you what, you go up there and I'll go on a nice beach resort holiday and we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> and if anyone's ever been to North Korea, text in 71010. That's what yeah. I want to know. Anyone else done the tour? I'm curious. Yeah, it was a husband. I said that it was a girl that I knew. It was a husband and wife team. And she, she said those two comments. The husband said that he got drunk and got chatting to the guards one night and um, obviously, like they spend most of their time telling you how wonderful North Korea is and how perfect everything is. He managed to break one down a bit, but he said he felt guilty because apparently they they'd been to a restaurant that night, and everyone, um, all the my, minders or, or guides, if you prefer, um, said it's weird that there's no one in the restaurant because normally it's the, one of the busiest restaurants in Pyongyang, and everything's fantastic. The food's the best in the world. Blah blah blah. So it's weird that there's no one there. So he got drunk with a guy, and he said, "Listen." There's never, there's never anyone in this restaurant, is there? It's only put on for people like us, tourists, right? And the guy admitted it and sort of started getting a bit upset. But then Callum, the guy that the husband did, said, I felt guilty because if he got busted opening up to me, he could be put in the gulag. Yeah, so yeah, even exactly. getting the truth is quite dangerous for them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I bet you'd scary. go in there like a bull in a china shop. I know what you're like. You'd get your little dictaphone out and you'd be asking all sort of questions about their mother. <laughs> I would try to be respectful. No, I understand that. That's it's really it's a scary place. Yeah. So and they have to be very careful. But I don't know. I just would really. I'm so curious. I have so many questions. <laughs> I think that in our lifetime. Um, Everything. In fact, I'll go even quicker than that. I think in the next ten years, that regime is going to collapse. That's why I know. I think it's on the brink. Like we are going to see it happen in our generation. Exactly. I mean, how can we not? Like he's the first guy that was born outside the setting up of the regime. So his grandfather set it up. His his father uh, carried on with it. Like he doesn't even remember the days when it all began. Like it can't go on forever. These dynasties never do. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I just want to know what he knows about the rest of the world. You know, like him being brought up in this. What does he, has he traveled, like, where has he gone? 
Has he seen? Any oh, he's other? been. Yeah, he's been quite around. He used to um, study in Switzerland, Kim Jong. Okay. I love yeah. that you know his, his whole background backstory. Yeah, I'm sort of obsessed with him. I think I fancy him, which is really <laughs> weird. Okay, <now>. <laughs> I think if I'm going to go, <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to go gay, why why stick with the stereotypes and why not go for a mushroom-headed buffoon? Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I am not no, commenting. <laughs> no, that's a, but you do raise a really good point because... It's almost it would be better for him if he didn't know what the rest yeah. of the world was like. Because yeah. imagine that pressure, right? Imagine like if I said to you, you've got to run a regime, you've got to run a country, repress people, pump out propaganda in every possible way. And actually, you do know that it's all a massive load of BS. That's going right. to be quite hard. Like if you genuinely thought. If every, you believe the West it. Would, yeah. Yes. Then it'd be great. But unfortunately, yep. he has the benefit of knowing that a lot of democratic countries work very well and have fantastic systems and agriculture and all the stuff that he hasn't got. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Now you can build your own. You know how okay. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did think about starting a religious one, a religion once, and then I realised that I might be a maniacal nut, nutter. Terrifying. <laughs> 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 Can't be that hard though, can it? All you've got to do is just come up with a few rules and shout Get at people. Get some pasta strainers, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just exactly. Some regalia will do. Anyway, <laughs> tell me about Toronto. I miss it dearly, and I miss you. Um, I saw that there's been some cubs born in the zoo, but what else have I missed? <laughs> you got all the headlines there. That's yeah, right. <laughs> all the, I knew that that crap was really kicking off when I read that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually spent the weekend in Elmvale, so like cottage country, where the big giant rubber duck, which has been making its rounds, it was in Toronto for Canada Day long weekend. It was up in Midland this weekend, and so that is where I spent some time, um, which the weather was spotty both in Toronto and in a little bit north of the city, but no complaints, and I'm glad I finally got to see the big rubber duck. You know the rubber duck, right? I know the rubber duck, and I read on the News Talk 1010 Facebook page some really extreme views against this duck like the duck was a manifestation of Beelzebub because I think people were so obsessed about how much it cost and it did cost a lot of money for the provincial government sure but, but it brought in a it... lot of money for with tourists and people love it like you should have seen they're selling swag and t-shirts and it's like people so like so many tourists it's insane well you can get a I saw the massive duck t-shirt yeah, you got there's a t-shirt that just looked looked like a giant duck face. That was the whole t-shirt. Like you were the duck body. And they were also selling like little toy ducks. Oh, what's well, so the you're... duck is 33,000 pounds. I just would like to say that. That fact. That <laughs> the is huge a big duck. duck. Yeah. Can I, so I've got two questions. First of all, the t-shirt. Your head becomes the duck's head. So it's a no. it's a t-shirt <laughs> of a duck's body. Okay, they did have duck helmet things that people were putting on and taking pictures with. I don't know if that was yeah. just a Midland thing or if it was in Toronto too. But they had like duck helmet, like ma mascot type heads that people were posing with. They, okay. But they also had t-shirts that were like completely yellow. And then the face of the duck was just smack dab in the middle of that, of the yellow t-shirt. See what I'm saying? So okay. it looks like you're the body of the duck. It looks like you're the body. Oh, because the head. Am I not head... describing it well? Because the head is like coming out of your stomach. I see what you're saying. Okay, the way I, I know thought I'm you really put doing it... a great job on selling these t-shirts. You want one now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, that's my second point. I almost got one. I bet you did. I'm surprised you didn't. You're so patriotic. If it had a maple leaf on it, you would have bought it. I know you would. Or if there was a duck onesie, you would have been all over Oh, I would have been all over that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my, my point, right? You said earlier, yeah, but it's bringing in a load of money. Like, I don't think those T-shirt sales are going back into the provincial government coffers. Well, it's part of Canada 150. So they Mm. were going to invest money in celebrations anyway. I don't think they were expecting a huge return on investment on their Canada Day festivities. Like, they're doing it to, to bring people together, to get people excited, to celebrate Canada. So it's doing a big tour. And so they had a big backdrop, like Canada 150 backdrop that you could pose with right beside the duck. So it's part of the celebration. What's a duck got to do with Canada? I, okay, I understand the duck is not very Canadian in its appearance, but it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be some sort of art. It's an art exhibit. Couldn't we have a goose? We could have, maybe, but then... But maybe that would have been like it's it's not as it's not as fun. You have to be honest. How do you know? How do you know? Until you see a thirty foot goose, I don't think you can judge it. Okay, so I think I need to see them side by side, and then I will choose. <laughs> okay, so if you can commission a great plastic goose, then get in touch with Vinnie White and Amanda Capito of News Talk Ten Ten. <laughs> no, I I do agree with you. I, I genuinely do. I, I'm sort of being boisterous for the sake you of You are. It brought so much joy. You should have seen how happy these people were. People were jumping that's, around. The selfie sticks that, were everywhere. That's one of the things that really annoys me when you read these posts online. Like A lot of people are saying, well, I, I don't want a stupid duck. What's the point in a stupid duck? Well, why don't you just walk into any gallery and say that about any artwork? I yeah, mean, there's no yeah. point in an exhibition. There's no point per se if we're talking strictly for an economic basis in any art or museums. Whatsoever, edu- yeah. Mild educational purposes if you want. But even that, you could say, well, you won't get educated from art because art's just fluffy stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we live in a world where we scrutinise art for being art, just because it's not making us any money, then I think we've sort of failed as a society. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> I don't like it when you agree with me. It freaks me out normally. <laughs> no, that was a great liberal rant. I really appreciated it. <laughs> right, and just for balance, can everyone go and burn some plastic? Thank you. <laughs> This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yeah, so that's good. The duck's been on tour. Did you go inside it? No, you can't go inside it. Oh, I thought you could. I don't know why. (laughs) No. That was another rant. Someone said it'll probably be full of illegal immigrants soon. (laughs) It's a Trojan horse. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you're going to arrive in a country, stealth, I reckon inside a plastic duck is the way to go. Um, what else is happening in Canada? Tell me. In Canada? Wow, I have to do like a whole nation round. <laughs> well, I, I missed it so much last night that I ended up watching The National. <laughs> and um, Peter Mansbridge is gone. That's an update. I know, and I didn't like the woman that was doing it instead of him. What's that about? Is that permanent? Um, I think they're still trying to determine exactly who's going to be doing it. And who, who's going to be doing it. Did you see Wendy Mesley? Who did you see? I think it was Wendy Mesley. She's really nervous. And she, I think the pressure of taking his shoes, of no, filling his shoes. No, it wasn't shoes her. Was She's much. been filling in for him. She had been filling in for him before Wendy. 
anyway. Uh, I, I love that you just tuned into the National Light. You just streamed it online? Yeah, I streamed it online, and I got a little sort of... Because I've, I've been away from Canada quite a while now, and I got a little bit tear-jerky when they were Aww. talking about the um, they were talking about the BC wildfires, mm. and they interviewed a load of people. And it's quite rural, like what the parts, obviously, that were under pressure. So a lot of the people that have been evacuated are, for want of a better word, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, quite rednecky, yeah? Mm. Okay. And but they were so endearing. Like there was this guy, and he was head to toe in camouflage. No reason. He's not in the army. He just wears camouflage. Okay. He's he standing in front of a tree, and it was actually quite effective. I could barely see him at one point, but you could just. <laughs> That's you what he was going for, I'm sure. <laughs> it was very effective, and um, he'd also he was missing quite a few teeth. And he was it was very calm. He was just saying how he'd been moved out of the the path of the fire, but he was looking forward to going home. But the way he put it, I don't think he'd ever, ever left his hometown. He was totally freaked out by the alien nature of being anywhere else. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why, but I just felt a bit I felt a bit gooey inside. Oh. Well I also do I no matter no matter what small town you come from, I always encourage people to travel. I think it's important. But bless this man's heart for just like only knowing his area. Yeah, I, you know my Canadian accent's so bad that I I won't do it any justice. But I'll I'll just say he said um, I I've never been so freaked out. And I thought he was talking about the fire. And he goes, all this food that I don't understand. It's kind of crazy. Oh no! <laughs> I think oh, they're no. giving him a Chinese meal, and it totally walked <laughs> him out. <laughs> this is horrible to laugh at. No. Bless. I liked it. Um, anyway, so I'm giving you great responsibility here. Is there anything else that I've missed? There was a triathlon that happened today. I know you like. I I, I know the type of news you like. And I just feel like there's nothing um, <laughs> that, is Vinny, there... that is Vinny esque. Uh, uh, what do you mean? What is it? What? You like to, you like to hear about the weird inventions that. <laughs> That are coming forward. I always feel like you have some sort of crazy headline about some sort of animal. I don't think anything makes me as happy as when a animal gets inside a shop and does it damage, and then you read the article afterwards and it says something like, "Beaver causes three dollars forty six worth of damage." I really oh, that gives me immense happiness. <laughs> the things that trigger Vinny. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, the Prime Minister is hugging a unicorn puppet. Did you hear about that one? No. Justin Trudeau hugs a puppet unicorn in a beautiful universe much like our own. The Canadian Prime Minister joined Gary Hug Gary's Hug Club, which oh, apparently is, is a real thing. This. Did you know about yes. this? Yeah. Yeah, video hit the internet this week of Justin Trudeau hugging a unicorn because at this point Canada is actively trying to ascend to a higher, more magical plane. It seems like half of the Canadian news breaking lately could easily be generated by playing in a Mad Libs. I'm reading, by the way, very right-wing media that's uh, decided to say that he's wasting everyone's time by hugging things and I wish he'd get on with his job. <laughs> That's basically the way. I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase what's about to come up. Why doesn't he do stuff? He's never done anything. He's so pretty. It's not right that he's pretty. Why is he only ever using pretty things? Isn't it about time he did things? I think that's yeah, generally, he, every time he does yeah, everything. No hugging allowed. No hugging allowed. I think that's yeah. fair, right? <laughs> what they fail to recognise is that in the time it takes to hug a unicorn and get your photograph done, I don't know if you can implement that much international policy. <laughs> 
I, I don't even want to know how much planning went into that meeting with the unicorn, though, because then that might be arguable. But, hey, it's fine. He, his PR is doing a wonderful job at, at positioning him as a lovable, friendly, huggable prime minister. Yeah. Also and a photobombing prime minister. How many, how many more photobombs can, can this man take part in? Like, have you seen the video of him canoeing up to someone's dock? Like, <laughs> it's, too, it's too much now. <laughs> what, just randomly? Yeah, yeah, he just canoes up and then and then these people have a quick conversation with him and then he just goes like, jolly, have a great day. And he's jolly and just goes on canoeing. Like it's. Oh, that's got to be quite weird. <laughs> Is this proper cottage country? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, I yeah. remember when he first got elected. Do you remember that? I think it was day two and he just spent the day wandering around the TTC, popping up and getting his photograph taken in various different subways around sure. Toronto. Oh, my gosh. And he was doing uh, the Halifax Pride March this week, which is the third Pride March he's been on. All right, mate, we know you support it. It's okay. <laughs> he's going to be touring around again. I mean, it's great photo ops. Good, good on his PR. Yeah. Before I go, actually, I wanted to tell you something. That's just reminded me. I'll, I'll leave you on this. Yeah. Here's a weird one. I went to the uh, South Korean Seoul Pride Parade last week. Wow, was, um, that's yeah. neat. And it was really and? good. And it, it was kind of like, um, it was a bit like every, it's like everything in Korea. It's just like the West, but you can't understand a thing that anyone says or writes. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been fun, though. Was there rainbows? Do they use that as, is that like, a, is that a sign that a symbol yeah, they use there too? Yeah, it's totally it's international. international. Okay, and it was great. There was lots of people wearing risque outfits and and lots of rubber and leather and things like that. It got a far more conservative country, so it wasn't quite as wild as as the West. But there was one massive difference, and that was this: there was quite a lot of anti-gay protesters there. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but it was really weird because they had the worst PR team behind them, and what they'd done, they'd made Against, loads of so uh, wait the PR team for the protesters. Yeah, the people. I don't that think were... protesters have PR teams, but okay, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it another way. They had the worst organisation of signage that you could imagine. <laughs> what because, did it say? Well, it kind of backfired because it had you know, like, you know, like paddles, like when you're playing table tennis or whatever. Yes, paddles. Yeah. Okay, so imagine you've got a paddle in your right hand and a paddle in your left hand. So all it had was a picture of a man plus man on the right paddle. And then woman plus woman, so the symbols, on the left paddle, right? So it looked like, almost looked like they were pointing their way to the toilets. Do you know what I mean? It was like man okay. symbol plus man symbol. Right. And then when you turn the paddles round, it just said no. That's it. It just said no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the problem is, obviously, unless you turn the paddles round, round. you look yeah. quite pro, right? You look, yeah. It look... <laughs> yeah, you look like you're in favour. So I went up to this guy and I was like, yeah, are you having a good day? And I was wearing, just by pure accident, a pink shirt. And okay. I was with my Irish man, a friend of mine. It was just me and him. And it suddenly occurred to me when we were chatting to these people, we, we look pretty gay. And I'm all right with that. I mean, I'm not gay. But if you're in a pride parade, I don't think it's too harmful to look gay. So we go <laughs> up to this guy and I'm like, hey, are you having a good day? And he says, is that your husband or boyfriend? And I went, uh, and I don't know why I said it, but I went, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just thought might as well, you know, when in Rome. Yeah, 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 go on with it. And it was with that he turned his paddles round and it just said no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, it's a bit late now, mate. We've been married 10 years. Um, 
<laughs> and I gave him this whole backstory. And anyway, then did you kiss him? I did kiss him on the cheek. Yeah, there's actually a video of me kissing him on the cheek in front okay. of him. And he didn't like that. And he said, um, why don't you just come back to Jesus? <laughs> and? And then, and then they, that's when you just left. You're like, and then you... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, the thing is, I'd like to say at this point, I said something witty and sharp to completely change his mind. You're not going to change those people's mind, no, are you? No, no, no. You're barking up the wrong tree. I think what really gets me is, I don't see, I mean, I, obviously I'm totally pro, I know you're pro, who cares, whatever you want to do is fine. But isn't it weird that people think, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to get on a subway train, I'm going to pay to get some material... And then I'm going to go, and in front of hundreds and thousands of people dancing and smiling with rainbow flags, I'm going to stand there and tell them that they're sinning. Like, isn't that amazing? Yeah, but it's because they truly believe it. So in their mind, they're they're doing their due diligence. Yeah, yeah, they they're sort of yeah, exactly. They're they're on duty. Yeah. From the trying to make everything right again. Yeah. Whatever's in their head, amazing. Anyway, I don't know. I'd love to say that I changed his mind, but uh, I didn't. I gave Fitz, my buddy, a little kiss on the cheek and minced off into the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. That was my my comeback. Um, Amanda, I know you've got to go because you're on a date. Who is it tonight? No, I don't don't have a date tonight. Who's going through the revolving door of sexuality that is Amanda's life? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, darling. Have you not got a date tonight? I thought you had one. I have a a date on Tuesday. Oh, okay. This is why I can't one? tell you anything, and then it just gets brushed. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the tail end of the segment. And what's her name? Her name? <laughs> Going out with a man. Okay. Is it a new one? Yeah. Yeah. Just back to the drawing board. You know, we got to just... We're keep, <laughs> just going to keep trying. So <laughs> uh, we're going to go do trivia with your buddy James, so that should be fun. Oh, good. Say hello to him for me. Actually, that's a really good first date because if he's boring, it doesn't really matter. And also, you can sort of test him a little bit if he yeah, comes up with Gage no is answers. Smart. Yeah, Gage is knowledge yeah. base. I, this is all part of the plan. That's actually really good. And you can see, like, if you lose, which you probably will because we never yeah. win when we play, um, <laughs> and he's a bad loser, then you can screen him on that as well. That's a really good idea. Yeah, there you go. Right. And enjoy. then we have James in there, which, which who knows us, so I can get second opinion too. So it's great. It's a great setup. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Well, I'm glad that you're uh, stealing all my friends when I'm not there. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to fill the gaps that you've left behind, Vinny. That's all. Oh, the crevices that can never be filled. <laughs> my darling, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I will speak to you next week, and we'll be a bit more together then, because I'll be back in a reasonable country. I cannot wait, and uh, have a great week. We'll talk then. My name is Vinnie White. You are listening to The Vinnie White Show. And I'm unfortunately pretty much over. Uh, For the last few weeks, I've been coming live from various places in the East. Vietnam, absolutely amazing. Outstanding food, amazing motorbiking, beautiful mountains, happy people. Loved it. Japan, even better food. Extremely organised, technologically advanced, exquisite architecture and the beautiful Mount Fuji. And this week, South Korea. Bit of a crap box wouldn't bother with it and uh, it's been fantastic doing these podcasts and uh, and radio shows with you uh, I'll be back in more civilised countries from now on well actually Japan's pretty damn civilised what I mean is I'll be back west um, from next week uh, but uh 
oh, it's just been amazing for you to be on this journey with me and I thank you very much for listening if you want a photographic canvas a canvas of your beautiful face and my god you deserve it you beautiful thing then go to mrphotocanvas.com mrphotocanvas.com if you want to download these podcasts go to vinniewhite vinniewhite.co.uk and as always go to iHeartRadio to find this show live and all the amazing other shows that you can get at News Talk 1010 thanks to Pat the producer for putting it together and as I say I'll be back next week with more shenanigans till then have yourself a fantastic week big love from Vinny <laughs>